Welcome to Conversations for the Animals. I am Lisa Tynan with Houston Pet Set. And if you are just joining us for the first time, we are in the second round of a series where we are addressing some PR and marketing issues and ways that animal welfare organizations, but really any nonprofit organization, can help boost their presence in the community and attract volunteers, attract adopters and participants. And we are joined by the fabulous Laura Panino of Panino and Partners. And if again, if you haven't listened to the first round, we suggest you go back to the last one because that was where we talked about recruitment of volunteers and fosters. And today we're going to be talking about how we present ourselves and how we use that knowledge and com- that we've learned about with recruitment and bolster our image such that we become a desirable place to volunteer, to foster, or to, if people are using our services, adopting from us. And and we have seen, you and I both in this world, um, we have seen a lot of people going about it, maybe not in the right way. So this is hopefully an opportunity for people to learn Mm -hmm. and to grow their organization because we're all on the same team and we're all working towards the same goal. Um, But before we get into it, we want to do a brief introduction. Mm -hmm. If you want the full bio on Laura Panino, you can listen to our previous episode. Um, But let us know. Obviously, you have you have your own PR and marketing yeah. firm, so you are coming from a place, place of expertise, but you are also actively involved right. in animal welfare. And so you have seen what people do right and what people maybe could work on improving with yeah. their public image. Yeah, and I would say um, the short um, message is I my family's been fostering and adopting animals and people since before I was born. So I grew up in a home where we fostered or, or rehomed anything, yes. um, all kinds of animals. And then for myself, I actually have seven animals mm-hmm. in my own home mm-hmm. that are all adopted. Um, and thankfully, I have a bigger space, so I'm not like in a tiny little spot <laughs> trying to take care of seven animals. Um, and then I have fostered 50, more than 50 animals um, just since August. So what I have seen in that mix is everything from finding an animal on the street Mm -hmm. to um, getting an animal, you know, from the street into a kennel and then calling someone like the Galveston Humane Society. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's your situation? Do you have capacity for animals or not? And in a lot of cases, they'll say, yes, we're really low on cats. Bring them in. And in some cases, that's worked out to where the cat had one cat had a respiratory infection and they did the best thing and helped that little cat and got him adopted. So I would say one of the things that, that worked for me using Galveston Island Humane Society is I have gotten to know those, Mm -hmm. um, those found the executive directors, the assistant executive, the assistant director, the vet tech. So I'd say having a relationship, yes. you know, these these various groups, the shelters, the uh, vet clinics, having relationships with each other mm-hmm. and that and they're positive. Mm-hmm. That goes such a long way. Yes. And I would say they do a great job of um, always communicating if they are over capacity. Right. If they have a need for fosters or if they're having an event. And I would say that's one of the things we talked about is mm-hmm. how these various groups can raise awareness. Yes. And um, I know, for example, they are always out in the community. Y'all are always yes. out in the community. And it's there's no just one way. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different ways. And, you know, you're you're talking about having these relationships, having this communication from the as a volunteer and as mm-hmm. a foster from the rescue and the shelter side. Sometimes there can be this sense of, I don't, I don't have time 
to be answering all of these questions or to be communicating or to whatever. But in order to have that mm -hmm. be a group that people want to work mm -hmm. with and volunteer for and foster for, that communication is key. And that that is, you know, that's public facing. Right. That it doesn't always have to be on TV or on social right. media. Public facing also means interfacing with the public Correct. on a one to one scale. And if you are not presenting yourself mm -hmm. as open and communicative and accommodating, mm -hmm. that can be really off putting and that can drive people away from you. And people talk. People talk to one another. Yeah. It's yeah. incredibly important to have a good reputation. Yeah. And Lisa and I have um, we've talked about this yes. a few times that in some cases we've seen fights online. Yeah. We've seen these fights online or do this, you know, or, or um, a rescue group. Laura, call the shelter. Laura, you know, um, call the shelter and pull the cat. I, I can't. How am I going to do that? I'm not officially a rescue. Right. You know, I can't I cannot pull the animal mm -hmm. off the euthanasia list. I, I know I can't. So it's interesting, um, I would say, for these various groups to be very aware of what they are saying mm -hmm. to other people, you know, or um, or go to Northwest Houston or go, go, you know, oh, there's this dog running around. Oh, there's this box of puppies that got dropped off. OK, what are we going to do about it? Yes. Instead of just putting out this information that is not helpful. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually, Lisa and I, you, we've talked mm -hmm. about this too, you know, how some people are banned. Yep. Some people are banned <laughs> from Facebook for yep. being, you know, too strident and too aggressive. Yes. And so um, one of the things you mentioned was where you've seen some people do it really well. Yes. And, you know, you've seen the shelter say, oh, well, thank you. Or thank you for your comment. Yes. And we're addressing that or gee, how can we contact right. you? How so, can we fix this? How can, you know, I, this, we run into this probably less than other groups because mm -hmm. we are not technically a rescue, but we do interact with animals and with owners. And so we really, we and everybody has to have a policy in place for how to interact with mm -hmm. people when it turns negative. Right. Because invariably it will turn negative. People have emotions. Right. And this is a very emotion driven field. Um, but as an organization, having a plan in place and having almost like a mantra, like we will not engage or if we do engage, mm -hmm. it's going to be positive. Because like you said, there is so much fighting and negativity mm -hmm. that not just the people involved in it, but the people who are seeing it, the people who are tagged, the right. people who are seeing their friends conversations saying, I don't want any part right. of that industry. Look at how angry everybody is. So we want to talk a little bit in the rest of this session about ways that organizations can present themselves, mm -hmm. places that they can be mm -hmm. in person and online to foster that relationship with the community and right. have a good reputation. And we'll also talk a little bit more about what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one thing um, that I have done, and I'm sure you've done this too, is every time I go to my vet clinic, mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like I'm bringing my own animals yep. and I'm bringing the ones I find. Yep. And then I bring the ones that are there for other uh, rescue groups. And every single time I, I open the door and I say, this one's a foster. This mm -hmm. one is mine. This one was found in a ditch. This was that. And, and my vet clinic said, please tell all your groups that we are willing to help. So, awesome. so I would say a great place to start for all, every single one of us mm -hmm. start with the, the, those we know, start mm -hmm. with the vet clinics, the grooming salons, the, 
the pet food stores, um, all those shops that we go to and, and explain, this is who we are. This is what we do. And then in some cases they will let us put information out, right? Um, not all, but, but if we can, so I'd say that's a really good grassroots Mm -hmm. effort. Um, more and more we're seeing these pet parties Mm -hmm. and pets at the park. And if there's an opportunity to set up a little information table, you know, and even if there's not, what about putting on our animals, strapping on, you know, um, adopt me Mm -hmm. and the name of the group or volunteer with us. Um, I know at the Houston dog show, Mm -hmm. that's a great opportunity too. And yes, I know that it costs money to have a booth, but it doesn't cost much money to go and walk around. Right. And you can wear your T-shirts. You can wear your <laughs> T-shirts. And you can stop by the different booths mm-hmm. and talk about interaction. Yeah. Uh, because the more we are all interacting with each other, the more we can lift each other up. Absolutely. I mean, that is, as you know, uh, a key part of Houston Pet Set's mission is to bring resources and bring groups together mm-hmm. working toward the same end goal. Um One of the things I think could be helpful for people, because we're saying go to these places, go to these events, to your grooming salon, go to, you know, talk, put up signs of Mm -hmm. services that you offer at in multiple languages at grocery stores and be a presence in the community. You know, we are a lot of us have volunteer run organizations. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have people who don't, you know, groups that don't have huge budgets. Is it worth putting some of that budget into palm cards into business cards, even so that when you're having those interactions, they can walk away with something? I would say yes. Okay. Um, I would say yes. And um, I still am a believer in business cards. I'm still a believer in, you know, little five by seven Mm -hmm. or four by six cards uh, that we can keep as a little pass out. You're not everybody is um, digitally focused. You know, Um, I, I have friends who are not old and they're like you know what i stay off devices as much as possible it's but probably that, better for our mental health anyway. i think it's better for our mental health <laughs> but but just because somebody is younger mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that person wants to be bombarded right you know digitally right so yeah i think we need to look at those ways like you said lisa how do we communicate do we communicate online mm-hmm. what about the phone you know a lot of yeah. people have forgotten the phone yes and There's a lot to be said about picking up the phone and calling Mm -hmm. some of our regular, our regulars and saying, hey, you know, I would love to 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 ask you to tell 10 people about our organization. Could you could you even just host a coffee in your house and tell about that? So I would say that's a very positive way Mm -hmm. that people can. You know, again, it's grassroots because, you know, more people are going to get involved based on someone they know. Right. right? That personal interaction. The personal interaction of positive personal experience. You know, I I also um, was very thankful to find I think it's called the Animal Clinic, um, Animal Alliance of Galveston County. Mm -hmm. And I found out about them, I believe, through you guys. Mm -hmm. And last summer I ended up with seven dogs in seven days. Um, well, what was neat about it is y'all helped out with a little guy named Chili's mm-hmm. um, neutering and shots, and it turned out that the vet tech adopted him. So, you know, it, it was that chain reaction, yes. right? It was like an individual who got the animals, y'all helped connect me to the clinic. The clinic had loving, compassionate yes. staff 
that adopted the animal. Right. Those personal, those degrees of separation mm-hmm. can be invaluable. And you can't have those if you're just posting on Facebook. And what was neat is Houston Petsat had a good experience with Animal Alliance and mm-hmm. everybody had good things to say about each other. Yes. So it proved the value of the positive yes. relationship. The other thing that happened with that same group is um, I didn't expect this to happen, obviously, but my older Sheltie, who was almost 17, wow. died in his sleep like just weeks after I had gotten to know the people at Animal Alliance um, through the mm-hmm. through you guys of helping me. And I was like, well, I think they do. They can help me with crema- uh, cremation services. Yeah. So. The day after Jackson died, I brought him in. And what we did is we bought flowers uh, or brought flowers from a yard. And I said, these are from Jackson. I walked in. I had Jackson's body and I had these beautiful flowers. And we put those flowers on the counter. And they told us that those flowers lasted almost two weeks until the point at which I came to get his cremains. But also they said that every single person who walked in that particular day, commented on how great the flowers were well it's all about it, it's all connected mm-hmm. right it's like we're all spreading that positive yes. energy absolutely and i think the more we do that and that was on one of the saddest days yeah. you know but i was of like course. okay let me bring flowers because they're helping us they're helping you and they can help somebody else so that takeaway message there is we should always be paying attention to how we might be perceived by others, even in our darkest moments, even when we are sad sad or furious or desperate or exhausted, how we are presenting ourselves to others. Or like today when I had to break (laughs) up a cat and dog fight, you know? So high on adrenaline, right? (laughs) Anytime we are having these interactions, we have to be aware that other people are taking them in. And so much of what animal rescue does and what animal rescue is takes place in the world of the internet. We know that, we accept that, we lean into that. However, one thing that we have both noticed, and we have been talking about this a lot recently, is that with this ongoing crisis, it sort of feels like we are constantly at war. And that can weigh really heavily on people. And there are some who face it with grace and with dignity and who recognize and set boundaries and say, I can do this, I can only do up to Mm -hmm. this point. And there are others who are, it almost feels like they are succumbing to it. Right. And though it is so easy to spot that and it is so off-putting as both as people who are directly involved mm-hmm. in it, but as anyone who's observing it from the outside. Um, what are what are some ways that groups can sort of maintain if we're, to, and let's, we're let's just talk about online because that is yeah. where so much of our interactions take place. What are some ways that we can make a more positive experience and carry a more positive reputation as an animal welfare organization? I think the important thing to remember is the human component of all that, right? So regardless of who type, so a human is typing the message. At some point, it might be all AI driven, hopefully not. (laughs) For now. But but for now, in most cases, it's a human typing the message or it's a human writing the content for a website or a blog. It's a human on a podcast. Mm -hmm. There's also a human receiving that information or observing the video or internalizing something. And I'll give a great example and I'll make it really brief. But yesterday, like I had posted something about helping save stray cats in the neighborhood because a neighbor had died. Mm -hmm. Well, all of a sudden this woman wrote 
you know, you bet that that's that's not true. You're making my family look bad and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and she and I didn't know who this woman was. And she's like, you know, you need to take that down. And if you don't take this down, I'm going to contact the administrator. And so I hit her comment. Sure. And then I sent her a private message and I said, it is not you. This is not about you. Mm -hmm. This is about another neighbor who died. Well, that's my grandparents' house and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I love that house. I'm not saying anything's wrong with your house. All I'm saying is these cats are not being fed, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And once she realized that I was there to help, I said, I can help you. She said, can I call you? Yeah. And we had the best conversation. Right. And what I said was, you know, Jennifer, it, we were intended to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think what happens with the online, it's there's there's that tendency to want to keep the fight. So I yes. took the comment down. It's like, whatever, I'll take the comment right. down. I'm just trying to save cats. But um, and I wasn't pointing the finger at her. Of I didn't course. even know who she was. But but I think if we can all remember that there's a time to just back it up a bit, mm -hmm. you know, just don't engage in the fight. And if we see a fight or we see somebody being really negative online, you know, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes you have to block people. Absolutely. Sometimes you have to hide the comment. Sometimes you have to do a direct message. Hey, may I have a conversation with you? Yep. And then if you find that that person is not willing to have a conversation, it, it may not, you may not be able to help. Right. You know, but I would say the, the messages be very wise. Mm -hmm. And as you pointed out, Lisa, have a policy. Um, let's say if somebody goes to the media, mm -hmm. right? If somebody goes to the media and says, you know, such and such group did this or that. Yeah. Who is going to respond? Every volunteer in your organization should not. No. And so that's important to have a policy about yes. that and, and, and a digital, you know, an online presence also policy. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we... We have seen the people who do a great job and we have seen the people who can can maybe use some work and hopefully take messaging away from this. Um, I, I want to point out some of the ways people do it really well and, and what Houston Pet Set tries to do, uh, having learned you know, from experience and, and my experience at other organizations, um, not just having a policy in place for how to respond, but always being compassionate and mm -hmm. viewing what is happening from somebody else's point of view, recognizing sometimes they're lashing out out of extreme pain. Mm -hmm. And when we can take that moment to put ourselves in that other, mm -hmm. in that, you know, that person's shoes who maybe is having a bad moment and right. having it very publicly to say, we want nothing more than to help you resolve this situation. Here is our phone number. Mm -hmm. Here is our email. Let's take this and have a conversation with it. A lot of times what will happen is they don't want to take that next step. They right. just needed a moment to be angry. Yeah, to vent. To vent. In a very public way. <laughs> exactly, which we wish didn't happen. But they needed mm -hmm. that moment. And when you respond, when you meet it with compassion and kindness, it can so often diffuse, diffuse it. it. Mm -hmm. And Every that way. And, and it's you feel like a better person. You don't sit in that rage. As, you know, I've I've been doing this long enough that I have received so many death threats online, which is appalling, but recognizing that they don't know me, they don't know what I do and what I have done, and that it isn't personal. If we were standing face to face, they wouldn't say that to me. And does it hurt in the moment? Of course. Yeah. But being able to step back and take some perspective on it and say, this is the, the reality of the times that we live in. We are a, a little bit disconnected. We are mm -hmm. very connected with each other online, but without mm -hmm. interacting with another human being face to face it can often lose there's there's some some that gets lost in translation yeah 
And I think that it is so important for our listeners, our partners, our potential new volunteers and, and fosters to understand that every single one of us is on the same team. We are all working for the same goal. And if we can stop the infighting, yeah. we could probably accomplish a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the the bullying is is that doesn't help anything. It doesn't help anyone. That doesn't help anything. And at the end of the day, it hurts the animals that yeah. we were trying to help. Yeah, it yes. does. So I think, you know, we... We could we have so much more to talk about. And the good news is we will have the opportunity because we are going to continue this conversation Mm -hmm. for a couple more episodes um, where we're just looking for ways to help our partners and anybody in the nonprofit Mm -hmm. sphere um, recruit volunteers, stick around, have them stick around, get new people, find Mm -hmm. more adopters. All of this is about maintaining a positive public facing image and being a group that people want to work with and be around and it's all for the animals absolutely so laura we'll see you again so happy to be back goodbye um happy to help thank you again for this session if you have again if you haven't listened to our previous one it's on our all of our uh different ways that you can hear us and watch us and we of course post that in all of our um, comments and profiles so thank you again thank you this has been conversations for the animals we will see you next time thank you